You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Welcome back to the Talk Your Jits podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith. And today's guest is a purple who trains at Warrington BJJ Academy, located in Warrington, West Virginia. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Corfield. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I know I need to get the fanfare, hey, you know, people clapping. Hey. <laughs> I never did this before, so... <laughs> That's all good, man. How's it going today? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, keeping busy. Uh, I uh, I have to, before we get started, because I was like, okay, I need to do a little bit of re- research. You're from Detroit, right? Yes, sir. Uh, I can't, I will, I won't hold that against you because I, in 2008, watched the Detroit Red Wings live at the Mellon Arena, raise the Stanley Cup, and it broke my heart. <laughs> so uh i'm sorry but i won't hold that uh, no no hey you know what in 2009 the following year we raised the cup in your stadium so we're even as i was say it's a fair trade right <laughs> yeah it's a fair trade we both probably would have wanted to be home games but uh anyways yeah i'm a hockey fan too gotcha but uh <laughs> yeah man without further ado if you want to um introduce yourself again by all means and uh let's hear about your jiu-jitsu journey all right. Um, my name is Sean Corfield. I am a purple belt out of the Weirton BJJ Academy in uh, Weirton, West Virginia, which is also attached to West Karate. Um, we are a branch of, uh, or we are, uh, we fall under the Armanzani Jiu Jitsu Academy out of Western Pennsylvania. Um, uh, we did have that banner for a while. And then once our coach got his brown belt, uh, our professor Lou told him, go ahead and start, you need to start branding for yourself here and, you know, create your own, your own school. So, uh, so it's the Weirton BJJ Academy now. And, uh, well, I guess the seeds of my jujitsu journey got started in high school. Um, mm-hmm. I was bullied quite a bit and, uh, and I was I was one of those metalheads with the long hair and the jean jackets, Metallica stuff, and you know, uh, was typical to catch me in the boys' room smoking cigarettes and you know getting caught by teachers. Get get back to class, you know, and uh, you know that was kind of my 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 uh, audience, I guess then. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I got bullied a lot. I got called fag a lot because I had long hair and stuff. And uh, uh, my junior year. Um, which is 1991, 92, <laughs> way back then, uh, we got a new teacher that came in. He ended up being my homeroom teacher and also my math or algebra, whatever it was that I was taking that year. Uh, he was my teacher for that too. And he saw it happening and he's like, hey man, you need to come out for the wrestling team. And I'm like, well, you know, I played soccer, but uh, that was the only sport I really played and I was okay at that. I'm one of those people that I'm not a gifted athlete at all. Uh, mm-hmm. I have to work extremely hard to achieve mediocrity whenever it comes to athletic sports. You know, it, it, it takes all, I, I give it my all. Uh, but, uh, I was never a starter on the soccer team and I started playing that at five years old. Uh, but I just wasn't, you know, it didn't, that didn't click for me at like, 
I mean, I just, it was just something I did. Uh, my parents de- made us play sports, you know, it, there's good lessons to be learned in sports. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but he's, he, it took him some, some work on me, you know, him, him seeing me being bullied and stuff. He's like, you need to come out the wrestling team. I promise you the bullying will stop. And, uh, he finally talked it into me and, uh, you know, I decided to join the wrestling team. And so I guess the seeds of jujitsu got planted there, the, the grappling seeds anyways. Uh, mm-hmm. and so, uh, I was not a good wrestler. Uh, I was, you know, my first time doing it, I was a junior in high school and, you know, most of those kids were all, you know, they were all doing that since they were five years old, but, uh, I did. Okay. Um, I tell you what, it pretty much stopped the bowling instant instantly. Uh, once I was on that wrestling team, those wrestlers saw me as one of them. Uh, even though I was a newbie, uh, you know, they had their fun with their little hazing stuff that was mm-hmm. totally accepted, you know, <laughs> but, uh, I was part of that, that wrestling team now. So, uh, once somebody bullied me again, after that, uh, the wrestlers, took that very personal that their teammate was being bullied and uh and I never had to worry about that again afterwards so uh uh I was I did not do good in matches but my very first wrestling match I ever saw witnessed you know my very first I won that match and uh I won it on points I didn't pin them uh but I won my very first wrestling match ever and after I got off the mat I threw up oh wow (laughs) but uh so yeah i saw the power in grappling there and uh so i stuck with that my senior year i only won five matches my junior year and uh i only and six matches my senior year out of the whole season so Mm -hmm. uh, i i was one they put in there it's like best of luck you know maybe i'll squeak out a win that we needed there was times where i won matches that the team was doing bad and that was kind of the match that barely got us across the finish line you know uh so uh it felt good to contribute there but uh after that you know after i graduated i went in the army and uh the military didn't have any type of grappling programs like they do now oh wow but uh no the 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 hand-to-hand combat stuff in in the army back in the 90s was a joke uh they just better be a good shot (laughs) they taught you some they taught you some like knife edge, you know, break, you know, things, but it was, you know, it, it wasn't, uh, I think, uh, that has been a great improvement to the military. But, uh, I remember in 94, I was stationed in Korea and that was the first time when, uh, I don't know when UFC one came out. I think I was in basic training when that happened, but my first time seeing the uh, UFC one was I was in Korea and uh we were all drinking in the barracks and all that there's no drinking age over there then so i was 18 years old getting smashed and uh we were drinking in the barracks somebody got the vhs tape of uh the first ufc one there and uh we were watching it and the one guy was like this is bullshit you know this is this is fixed there's no way that guy can beat this guy and this guy was a black belt in taekwondo and he was so arrogant. He had his mom ship all his trophies over oh, wow. to Korea, the birthplace of Taekwondo, you know? And right. So uh, me and him actually, you know, got in a fight over UFC one. 
And he, he kicked me a couple of times. But once I caught a leg, I was like, the wrestling stuff kicked in. And I was like, all right, I, I'm grappling is working for me. This guy has all these trophies and stuff. And here I am only wrestled two years in high school. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I whooped him. <laughs> I, I think I, once I got him to the ground, I just chicken winged him and half Nelsoned him until he was like, all right, stop, you know? But, uh, I, again, that just, that, that started pouring water on the seeds of gra- grappling. Uh, uh, jiu-jitsu still wasn't, you know, really popular then in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, throughout that, the rest of my, I was an MP in the army. I know you had one on a, I heard, I listened to that one. I think the guy's name was Moose. Uh, I, I was uh, an Dan, MP. <laughs> yeah, Darren Moose Ripley. Yeah, I, uh, uh, that was a good podcast. I enjoyed that one. Uh, maybe because I was listening with a fellow MP there. But uh, I didn't. I didn't have any trauma from that. Uh, my I was in during peacetime, so okay. uh, I did seven years in the army, and my only action was done doing law enforcement stuff. So I never went to war or anything like that. But uh, uh, but uh, you know, uh, the the wrestling definitely helped with uh, dealing with drunk soldiers or domestics and stuff. It came in handy. Uh, People had no problem calling for backup when they knew uh, Sergeant Corfield was on duty. Uh, so, uh, so the, yeah. Uh, then we'll, you know, fast forward, uh, you know, twenty years, twenty plus years, maybe. Uh, you know, I was coming up onto my fortieth birthday, and at that point, I was basically getting fall down drunk every night uh smoked a pack and a half of cigarettes a day on average sometimes it was more um yeah i was uh i was a heavy chain smoker uh my teeth were falling out of my face uh i got like twenty thousand dollars worth of dental work done a few years ago which was a, a real blessing uh but uh so i uh you know, I was coming up on my 40th birthday and I'm like, man, I just, you know, I need to make some changes. Uh, me and my wife were both talking. Uh, we were on our second marriage and we're just, you know, we're both just doing it, you know, just torturing our bodies. And uh, uh, so she quit smoking. And like three days later, I'm a mailman and I was out on my mail route and I was having trouble breathing. And I was sitting there, you know, she got a three day head start on me and she hadn't touched a cigarette in three days. And I'm like, it must be torture for her, for me to still be going outside to smoke cigarettes. And, and again, I was having a tough time breathing. It's hard walking and being a mailman and smoking cigarettes. The the two things don't jive. (laughs) Two things that should not Uh, mix. (laughs) Yeah. So halfway through that day, uh, I just got tired of it and I took my cigarettes and I chucked them out the window of my mail truck. And uh, I haven't touched them since. I used to drive by them. I drove by them daily. I'd see them still. There's that pack of cigarettes still sitting there, you know, because I knew where I threw them out the window. And uh, and it was not easy. I tell you, anybody that quit smoking, uh, uh, it is one of the most physically painful things I've ever experienced. The withdrawals, the way it feels like cars are parked on your chest, uh, you know, the crap that comes out of your lungs. I mean... I'm glad I did it. I'm I'm now uh, over eight years without a cigarette. So man, that's I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm coming up on my 48th birthday, and uh, and uh, I'm I'm still not smoking cigarettes, and uh, so and I'm, I'm barely drinking now. 
<laughs> I did the uh, the Joe Rogan sober October a few years back, and I was like, you know what? Feels pretty good not to be drunk all the time. So uh, <laughs> it's like get used to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, I, I I won't. I'm not gonna get on a high horse about. I don't drink. I do drink. I like a beer every now and then, and and on a really cold day, I like to come home and have a glass or two of whiskey to warm me up. It doesn't, you know. Uh, of course. But, uh, I don't. Uh, I don't. Uh, I'm drinking water right now. So <laughs> I don't. I don't let that uh, be a crutch for me anymore. But uh, so after I hit that year of without a cigarette, though, uh, there was a a thing at my niece and nephew's high school. Uh, they were having a thing called the Bald and Fat Classic. And it was a wrestling tournament for uh, bald and, you know, old guys. Oh, and wow. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, maybe I'll, I can do that. I mean, this will be my year of celebrating one year without a cigarette. I'm going to train up and I'm going to try and compete in this wrestling tournament. How bad could it be? I mean, everyone else is just a bunch of old farts, too, that's going to show up out of shape and, you know. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe I can uh, go there and have fun. Mm -hmm. So I trained for a couple months with it. Uh, I, I got in touch with this guy named Chuck. He ran a gym called Rocky Road uh, down the road here in Wintersville. Uh, and he beat me up for two months, you know, in his mat room, in his gym. Uh, it, it was it was not pretty, uh, but I felt like I was doing something. I was getting prepared and uh I went to that bald and fat uh, classic. Uh, my daughter made up a bunch of T-shirts, had Corefield grapplers on it. Uh, we had some Agent Orange awareness stuff on there because my dad was suffering from Agent Orange leukemia. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to, we got this team thing going. I got a badass singlet made with, uh, it's got a military theme, red, white, and blue, tanks, soldiers, all over the singlet. Look, I was, I had the best looking singlet there. I had the, <laughs> I had the worst wrestling there. Fact, I think I do I have it in here? No, I don't. I thought I might have had it in here. Yeah, I had the the, the best looking singlet and the worst wrestling. Uh, so I got beat pretty bad at that, and I was like, and I found out. I'm like, wait, there's adults my age have been grappling this entire time. They never stopped. They right. Were, they just kept on. And I was like, oh man. So uh, that was quite a humbling thing. And uh, then like a year or so later, I don't know how my wife got, I think she had a trainer or something, girl she was working out with, uh, got in touch or said, hey, there's this uh, this cardio kickboxing class at this place called West Karate, West Karate. <laughs> um, and uh, she's like, she's like, I think I want to do it. I said, all right. And uh, I started following him on Facebook and uh, uh the, the, the guy that runs West Karate, Troy uh, Fernandez, uh, he had posted a thing on there starting up cardio kickboxing. First 10 signups, get free boxing gloves. I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. I can get over there and get my wife signed up and get her some gloves and, you know, be good to good to go. Uh, we were the very first one. She was the very first sign up for his, his kickboxing thing when I went mm -hmm. and signed her up. So uh, a friendship had had born, been born or whatever uh uh the seed was planted there uh, i started to get to know troy i'd go to the kickboxing classes too you know i'd see the stuff he's got going on in his gym and uh you know and i, I he he promotes it really well and you know i would see hey we're doing this all are welcome you know 
you can do this, believe in yourself, very positive stuff. And like he kept on posting how he started doing jujitsu and all that. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I'm just sitting there thinking, yeah, I'm watching this and I'm watching. I'm like, I'm not doing anything, though. And I'm just watching other people sign up for this stuff. And I'm just like, you know, I was like, I'm scared. I'm nervous. Um, and when my my youngest daughter graduated high school and I was like, all right. And this was in 20. 16 2017 i don't know i can't do the math in my head right now Mm -hmm. but uh there was two things i wanted i was like all right i want to learn a martial art and i want a motorcycle so i got my harley davidson and i still kept chickening out and going to the jujitsu classes because it was it was it it was taken off like a rocket ship in a school Mm -hmm. and uh it took a couple months and i kept on writing i'm like i'm i'm nervous am i too old for this and He's like, dude, you you won't regret walking through these doors. I said, all right. And finally, the one day I'm just like, all right, I'm coming to class. And I went in and I got my ass kicked over <laughs> and over and over. And uh, he he told me, look, you try it out for a month. Let me know at the end of the month if uh, if you want to keep this going, then, then we'll keep it going. And uh, after that first class I signed up, I was like, no, start taking my money now. I had no... I'm, <laughs> People have been doing this to me too much. It happened in high school wrestling. It happened at that bald fat classic. I, I'm just getting manhandled by these people. And and I need to be one of these people that can do that to someone. So, uh, so yeah, I got crushed over and over. He had some killers in there. He's still got some killers in there. Uh, and uh, And just like my other sports, man, I have to work so hard just to be mediocre at it. Uh, man, <laughs> I love it. Um, I signed up uh, for my first tournament. I was only doing it for three months, and uh, and I actually I won a bron- I actually had to win a match to win a bronze medal in it. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, everything else that I've signed up for that, uh, I lost myself on the podium spots. Uh, I was the last place every time. And if there was only three people, then I got my medal. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I'm not a good competitor. Uh, 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 but, uh, I, I, I'm not using this as an excuse, but my last tournament I competed in, uh, it, it's tough to find people your own age to compete against. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the other people in my class, uh, that I was competing against were 15 years younger than me. So, I mean, if age is a real factor, then, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that was the factor. I, I fought really hard. I just, you know, they, they had a, a lot more, uh, you know, I worked, I worked hard and I was mediocre at it, but, uh, <laughs> but I, 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 I step on that mat and I try, man, I step on that mat and I try. So, uh, and that's the best I can do. But, uh, uh, eventually though, it was, you know, you start to notice the, the little hurdles that you start to cross, you know, like, man, this, this, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. He keeps showing it. This is my, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And all of a sudden, Holy crap, that worked. You know? And then yeah, it right. doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It worked again. It doesn't work. It worked again. And all of a sudden, oh wow, it's starting to work. I'm starting to see where I missed missed a, a specific little movement here and there. And then I'm like, okay, I really gotta dive deep into the technique of all this stuff. I'm not a strong man. Uh I, I that's why I don't do any striking classes or I never I, I can't, I don't hit somebody hard enough to hurt them. 
<laughs> you, you know the funny cartoons where somebody would punch someone and go ah, oh, and the other person just looks at them funny. Uh-huh. That's that's me swinging at. He said that's that's real life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the grappling, I was like, all right. Uh, but I did learn a valuable uh, thing about the whole tournaments and medals and how they're not that important to me. And here's why, because. I had one of my customers on my mail route. Uh, he must have been drunk or high on a Saturday morning. I don't know what is why he was like this, but he attacked me on my mail route. And uh, <laughs> but he had, like I saw it coming. He was spreading you motherfucker, I'll kick your ass. You know, he was coming at me. It was because I his dogs were out and they weren't chained up. I swung my mail bag at him to kind of shoo them away. And they ran off and he got pissed at me because his dogs were not chained up or, you know, oh, no. and, uh, you fucking asshole, how dare you? And all that stuff. And yeah, I was walking away and I just, you know, I don't just completely turn my back on him. I just keep it on seeing keep what he's doing. And, mm-hmm. and I was, and next thing you know, boom, he's in a sprint and I'm like, Oh, this is about to happen. <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> he was so far away. I had time to whatever mail I had left in my hand. To bundle it out, put it in my bag, take my bag off my shoulder. You know, I had time to, I'm too old to run away from somebody at this point. You know, this kid's like in his 20s and uh, my knees are not that good. And I'll tell you about that in a minute too. But uh, I was like, I guess this is happening. And this guy came at me and I will say the thing that jujitsu did for me is it pressure tested me for these situations because I didn't panic. I didn't get all like, oh my God, you know, mm-hmm. I just like, all right, here we go. He's, he's coming full speed. He's going to take me down, establish a guard, sweeper submission, you know, right. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm, all right, here it comes. And he stopped right in front of me. You know, he hit the brakes and I don't know if he was going to bitch slap me or grab my throat, but I was in a, in a combative stance. And when that hand came up, I just smacked it away and I got back and I got, all right, let's go. And once he saw that I was willing to fight him back, uh, he was like, this is your lucky day, asshole. And he, he walked away. I was like, that's it. <laughs> that, that's, that's the jujitsu I used to defend myself. It was, it wasn't, it was the stress. It was the, uh, press, the stress inoculation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't panic in that situation. I knew what my body was going to do, how it was going to respond. So I'm like, all right, I need to remind myself every time I start thinking about those tournaments that this is more about what just happened now, not about paying a hundred dollars to win a seven dollar medal. It's mm-hmm. about this. It's about this situation. This is why yeah. we do martial arts. Uh, so, uh, and I got so scared after that, I text my boss because I didn't know what this guy was going to say. Because technically, I'm the only one that put hands on anyone in that situation, and. And people would love to sue the post office, but uh, he went and checked it out and he was like, yeah, you're fine. So <laughs> my boss is pretty cool about it. And uh, so I was like, all right, that kind of just, I got to keep doing this, you know? Um, yeah. So, and, and I focus on the technique of things because I can't focus on overpowering people. But uh, so, yeah, so that happened then. And so I just kept on going. I ended up, uh, you know, I got my purple belt last year, okay. uh, and I also I also tore my ACL, uh, complete tear, 
Uh, I was trying to, I was attempting a hip throw. And so if you ask Pappy Russ, I didn't even get his feet off the ground. And the vision that I have, I had him midway through the air and my knee collapsed out from underneath me. He was probably right. Uh, Pappy Russ was probably right about it. I didn't budge him and, and, and he defended well and, and my knee gave out and it was a complete tear. And so uh, my jujitsu, man, I was heartbroken that I was going to have to put a pause on it. Oh. Uh, Cause I, I thought I could, uh, I'll just do some X. I'll just keep working out. It, it's not, it's not bad. And then I'd be delivering mail and I would just fall over because <laughs> my knee would give out on me. And finally uh, uh, my wife talked it into me to, you know what, you, you need to get it fixed. <laughs> you, you're not going to advance more. You know, people at the gym were saying, dude, get it fixed. Troy was like, get it fixed. This place is here for you no matter what. Get your mm-hmm. knee fixed. So yeah, uh, I got my knee fixed uh, June 30th last year. And uh, and the, the, the blessing that, uh, that Troy has at his gym is, you know, uh, it's wasn't a there was never a thought of me just going away you know he's like dude as soon as you're able to get back to these mats get in this dojo get back on these mats start help you can help me with the white belts come to kids classes you can help me teach the kids i always need help with the kids uh you know but keep being involved in jujitsu and i was like i need to be involved I, i i can't not do it uh, yeah. I talked to my professor too. He's like, look, if you can't do jujitsu, write about jujitsu. So while well, I'm, I'm icing my knee and it's this big on my back <laughs> deck, I'm sitting there, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm writing jujitsu stuff, drawing diagrams and, you know, doing stuff in my head, writing about jujitsu, uh, you know, just to keep, just to keep the mental reps going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so once I was, once I got out of my one knee brace and back in, into a functional knee brace and I was allowed to start driving again, uh, boom, I was back there walking around on crutches and gym shorts and stuff. But, uh, you know, I, uh, just started teaching jujitsu and suddenly I'm like, I'm a, I'm, I'm freaking, I'm doing all right at this teaching jujitsu. <laughs> I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, well, these kids are, I, I mean, like I, I'm, I'm coming up with, things on the fly because some of these kids you know they're like you say something and they're like huh you know mm-hmm. we don't know what you mean coach i'm like okay uh, or pretend like your leg is a log and this is what you're gonna use this you need to lift this log up you know and like, oh i got it now you know but uh and now uh troy i'm like his go-to guy now whenever he's like dude i'm gonna be out of town with me and my wife going to colorado uh you got class this week i'm like yeah i got you covered you know anytime he He's like, uh, I'm out uh, or dude, I'm not feeling well. Can you cover class? So uh, I, I'm not back at 100 percent. It takes you a whole year to repair your ACL. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as teaching and stuff like that, I can do that. And so uh, that's what I mostly do now is I, I, I'm still there. I'm doing class. Uh, I don't do anything on my feet yet. Um, my I'm very, very in, my I, I'm strictly following my uh, orthopedic surgeons you know demands i guess you could say i mean i could say yeah i'll follow your orders and then do whatever i want but he's like if you don't listen to me you will re-tear your acl and you have to start from scratch all over again and i don't want Uh, that to happen and and this is a guy that has 
Uh, been the, the ortho guy for the Penguins, the Pirates. Uh, he's been throughout the Pittsburgh sports teams. Uh, oh, so he's he been knows. fixing those guys. Yeah, he knows. He My, my doctor, whenever I this first happens, she goes, I'm going to give you a, a sports medicine orthopedic surgeon, not a regular one. She goes, if you were just an old 40-year-old guy that just sat around doing nothing, I would just send you to over this guy. But you need to see this guy. So uh, I do what he tells me. I don't do anything on my feet yet. Uh, I have to be careful with uh, planting and twisting, uh, but that's on me. You know, if I step my foot a certain way uh, I'll just, or something's gone, I'll just go bad knee or I'll just say tap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you say tap and it's over. I'm like, even if I'm just, uh, you know, I, I break somebody's guard and I start to come up, uh, you know, to knee cut pass and, and I'm like, Oh, no, tap, tap. And I'm like, I, I don't want to, I, I think I was going a little too hard. I didn't want to, you know, tor- put any type of torque on it. So, oh, man. and I know, and I, I'm I'm very picky about who I roll with uh, or or even train with because, you know, you have some some aggressive white belts that are just looking to put a purple belt on their notch, and <laughs> and I don't mind tapping. I'll tap out to a white belt all day long. I just I don't need one of these gorillas thinking uh, they're going to win a gold medal at the end of class, and I'm the one that they have to go through to get it. When yeah. I'm still trying, I'm still trying to repair my knee. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, so, I um, I was uh, I, I, talking to a couple guys at the gym, and uh, and we were just complaining about like ailments, like my, you know, both my knees hurt, my mm-hmm. you know fingers hurt, ankle hurt, and I'm like, man, I really need to get this checked out. And he was like, dude, just wait till wait till black belt. Like, wait till you, just wait till you get your black yeah. belt to get all this checked out. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why? But then I thought about it. I was like, because I would, I would hate myself if I had to take any time off the mats. Yeah. Oh, I and, get it. And uh, I, I was in that same same mindset, too. But when you're falling down at work, too, you know, right. I walk if 12 it, miles a day. I'm like, this is impacting my job. Yeah, if it gets that bad to where I can't stand or anything, I'll I'll go get it checked out. But I'm that same way. Even even if I'm sick, man, I'm like, I want to go to training. I want to do yeah. something jujitsu related. So I'll you know yeah I'll write or um I'll watch videos and techniques all night. Mm-hmm. So like I yeah. gotta I gotta do something jujitsu related, you know. Well, I yeah I do the same. Uh, I do. There, there's times where. I, I'm at an age now where I I kind of like okay listen to what your body's telling you, you know you're not gonna you're not the next Gordon Ryan Sean Corfield so <laughs> if, <laughs> if you're not feeling well if you're not feeling it you know uh, even if I just go there and be like all right I'm not rolling tonight you know because um, if I you get hurt if if you're not if you're only giving fifty percent. And the other person doesn't realize that you're going to get yourself hurt, you know? Yeah. Uh, sometimes you can, there's some people be like, yeah, we just flow rolling. And be like, yeah. But some of these people don't know what flow rolling in. They just think no. flow rolling is, oh, uh, that just means I can move faster and you're not going to fight back or something, you know? No, uh, no, no, but no. Uh, I, my, my rule of thumb is I have to go to work the next day. So uh, if, if I'm sore, I, I can go to work sore. But I can't go to work broken. <laughs> right. That's yeah. No, I I go to work every day sore. Yeah. <laughs> like everything hurts. hurts. I rub I'm I got C B D I'm rubbing on my hands and my elbows. Uh, you know, you got the Epsom salt baths. Uh 
should buy stock in that. Uh, last year we got a hot tub. <laughs> uh, we got a hot tub. I love it. That is really good. I know those things are expensive and, and you know, not everyone can get in hot tubs, but I tell you what, if you get one, you're going to love it after a night of a hard jujitsu or something and your body is aching. You sit down in that 104 degree water and it's just like, ah, uh, you know. Man, but, I, got, uh, I got a personal sauna. Oh, nice. From Amazon for like 200 bucks. Wow. And that's it's, awesome. It's probably, one, no, actually it was on sale for like 170 or something like that. Uh-huh. But man, it's by far one of the best things I ever bought. Well, they, they say if you can, you know, trigger those heat shock proteins, it'll open up your blood vessels, allow blood flow, to, and that will help take your aches away. So, yeah, uh, I know saunas are, are just are, are really good for that. And I think I think the hot tubs are, too. I think I have to have it up. Over, I think it said you have to be in at least 104 degree water for at least 10 minutes in order to trigger those heat shock proteins. So yeah, yep. I, I, I got it to cranked up. <laughs> But the, it's also nice whenever it's really cold outside and you go out there. I'm sure the neighbors are like, that guy's an asshole. There he is walking, walking down on his back deck with his nice big fluffy robe on because it's got this big, you know, because it's cold outside. Mm-hmm. It's got a hood on it. <laughs> They're walking like a, a druid down his steps out to his hot tub. They're sitting out there, all this steam, you know, they're probably freezing. And he, there he is out there just sitting in hot water. <laughs> oh, man, I bet uh, that feels good. Oh, it does. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, recovery is uh, really just, it's just as important as warming up, really. I think uh, I definitely make sure my knees are warmed up before class. And But uh, at the end of class, man, take that ibuprofen, uh, get in that hot tub, whatever it takes. Whatever, whatever it takes, takes man. Yep. Whatever it takes. Like um... <laughs> ice on the I... knees. Like we uh we uh, I started using Tiger Bomb. Okay. And I'm, I'm not like, familiar with that. It's like a that... it's like a it's like a Ben Gay on, okay. stero- on steroids. <laughs> I might have like, to try that. Man, it's it's funny because like that's when you know your body's just so beat up. Like you get the yeah. Ben Gay and the Tiger Bomb and you're rubbing everything down and you're taping everything up before class. Like I need a good mm-hmm. half hour before class starts. Gotta get the hips opened up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, all that stuff. Got to, so, man. Yeah, yeah. I had but, one uh, of my so um, like... I had one of my kid uh one of my uh kids uh in, in kids class was like uh he's like uh, can I ask you a question, uh coach? I was like, What's up? He's like, Why are your fingers taped? I was like, I have to hold myself together. <laughs> I was like, it's just to keep the, keep my hands from you know cramping up or you know, it's 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 a long story, but yeah, I, told I have to hold them, myself I said, together. I told him, I said, you know, you ever see the bodybuilders that are doing squats and they put the 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 big strap around their waist, you know, the the deadlifting belt and the squatting mm-hmm. belt. I said, that's what I'm doing with my fingers. <laughs> I know, right? Like, oh, I see. <laughs> I'm just I, doing I, that so I, the muscles, so the muscles in my hands don't explode on your head. I know, right? <laughs> I tell people all the time, it's like, if you don't tape your fingers, please start taping your fingers. Yeah, you, have is, you seen? You see the hands of some of these guys from, you know, some of these old timers, you know, the some of these old Gracie guys, some 
and the the size of their knuckles and stuff is and their hands are just like just gargantuan like yeah right you got yeah, big baseballs on your knuckles yeah yeah and i these are these are money makers for me i gotta i gotta work my mail i gotta you know i can't have these things not working so exactly like if uh, you look right behind me like that this painting i just i just actually just finished like that's the stuff that i do i gotta put your glasses you on is that a batman painting yes it is oh that is amazing I yeah, love so I it. Just, I'm a huge Batman fan. I just finished that today, so like, yeah, I know, like, my hands are. That is very you know, cool. The money maker, so. I trust yeah, me, I yeah. know. And that—that's my other hobby right there. I don't know if you can see that. Nah, it's that's a little my, dark. Oh, that is a. Uh, oh, I guess we're gonna tour the. Oh, uh, we're gonna tour. There's, there's ah, no, that's a, a mid 1970s Ludwig drum set right there. Oh man, that is so, beautiful. Yeah, so I need my hands and my feet for that that kind of stuff too. Yeah, uh, you know, just a little bit, you know. Th th there's other hobbies to uh, to uh, have to take care of. Also, I don't take it anywhere. I don't play in any bands. Again, I am have to work very hard to be mediocre. I work. I've been playing drums since I was in fifth grade. I work very hard to be a mediocre drummer. <laughs> Uh, but it's so much time to be okay. <laughs> I tell you what, I absolutely love it. You know, I love putting on some music and just, you know, just laying down a heavy beat and just having fun with it. Uh, it it's fun. I enjoy it. So if I enjoy it, I'm going to do it. So, Oh, yeah, man. Same here, man. Like, uh, you know, I love, you know, collecting stuff. I love painting, you know, and martial, you know, jujitsu is my, my love, but Sometimes I have to be like, no, I need my hands to work. Like I can't be, I can't have like calluses and fingers yeah. all jacked up where I can't close my hands. Like, no, I need these. So yeah, we, we actually, uh, one of uh, me and Pappy Russ's uh, friends, uh, Dan. He he's a guitar guy. He just started doing uh, jujitsu a couple weeks ago. He just signed up. We finally got him talked into it, and we're like, dude, whatever you do, don't it when we're gripping people's geese and stuff when somebody goes to break your grip just let go just let go it. you got gigs this saturday that you need to play your guitar for right and you say yeah just let go it's just not worth go. it <laughs> just let go because that again and that that's one of the things he does to support his family is play guitar i believe oh so um uh i, I i'm not 100 percent sure i know he's got he's he does farm life too and all that but uh we're like dude you protect those fingers it's not worth careful holding on to it careful with yeah. those wrist locks <laughs> yeah yeah well he shouldn't be wrist locking anyone yet anyways <laughs> no, no, right. i'm not a, i hate wrist lockers <laughs> like tell me you're gonna do that before you do it i'll I'm tap right. I'll, I'll give you a verbal tap if you say i'm gonna wrist lock you right now i'm like all right i tap <laughs> we don't we <laughs> don't, don't we don't do. um we don't wrist lock white belts yeah well, there's a couple I'd like to wrist lock, but uh, <laughs> I get them back in other ways. You know, you have, you have some of these guys. I uh, I don't know why I feel. Uh, how can I put this without? Uh, I feel like they look at me as, oh, if I, I'm the their notch on the belt. I'm going to be the easy purple belt to beat uh, or something. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, but we have this one guy. <laughs> He's funny. Uh, uh, he he bit me once. Oh wow! <laughs> so 
I shoved all his bottom teeth through his bottom lip. <laughs> I had him. I had back control. I had a good. I had a nice high seatbelt. My seatbelt grips. I don't just do a seatbelt right across. You know, my seatbelts are the kind of seatbelts. If you get in a car accident with them, they're gonna kill you. So I, know, right? I like a nice right high seatbelt. Cross the chin. And, I, and then I start working on the uh, uh, a move on the back uh, that Christian Woodman see. Uh, that's who I learned it from. He did a seminar at our gym once and it's called the vortex of death. I love the vortex of death. And it's a, it's basically a back retention drill. Uh, but you can get a, a tap from it, uh, from a choke. It's kind of hard to show without a, a body here, but anyways, my arm was across here and he knew I was working on getting my arm, my seatbelt to get my arm up under my chin. So he tucked his chin down in there and Next thing you know, I could feel pressure biting down. I'm like, this son of a bitch is biting me. So I squeezed as hard as I could. <laughs> I, I squeezed as hard as I could till I heard, <laughs> you know. And at, after class, I took my thing off and I looked at my arm. I had a nice little bruise on there from where, oh. it, like, all he had to do was tap. <laughs> like, just, you just to, tap. You got hands and feet, man. You could have tapped. <laughs> Uh, this guy, this is a, a, another funny story about him. Um, uh, I armbarred him from bottom. Uh, he had his arm stretched on me, so I armbarred him. It was like a belly down type armbar, you know. Mm. And he got all mad and and you know he tapped and then he's like, "Push! What the fuck are you trying to do? Break my arm?" I'm like, "That's what we're doing." I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Kind of, Sort of. <laughs> that's, an, that's what an arm bar does, anyways. <laughs> like you, you, you can so, say I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, I, I have this thought of, uh, I if somebody, I, I'm fine with people that roll light. I'll roll light with them. We can work on technique. If somebody's trying to murder me, and and I can get get one good back on them. Uh, I'm going to hit them hard. You know, I will arm bar them as hard as I can. I'll, if, if they're being rough with me, I'll Kimura them as hard as I can. Uh, I, if I, if I get their neck, I'll, I won't make the room go completely dark, but I'll get it close to completely dark. I'll, I'll make them tap a couple times before I let go. Uh, mm. you know, but, uh, for the most part, everyone's pretty respectable at our, class you know but that one guy he just it's funny i don't i don't i feel like he's got some an, a vendetta against me and uh, i'm like all right i guess the, we'll, we'll play by this set of rules i guess but uh you know i don't i told i was trying to he was rolling against uh pappy russ and, and i started coaching him i'm like dude you gotta watch out you know do this or whatever and he's like shut the fuck up corfield i'm like dude i'm trying to help you <laughs> wow so i was like all right i'm rolling with you next and uh and then i i put a clinic on them and i tapped them out like nine ten times in two minutes and they were all hard i wrenched on each arm and all whatever i caught i did it really hard and uh <laughs> the next day next day he was just like i didn't realize you were trying to help me i'm like yeah i, I mean i i'm i'm here to help you i mean right I, all for helping you. Uh, I don't have anything personal. To, you know, <laughs> I'm just trying to help. But if, if you get yourself in a bad position, you know, I'm just hey, you, you, you need to do this. Uh, I, I, my coaching style, 
I was told by one of the, the kids, she's like, you're so mean. I said, I don't have to be nice. I have to be accurate. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, she, she, uh, she took it. Okay. She ended up winning two gold medals for me being so mean to her. So, you know, <laughs> good job. Good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, it's I'm, funny. I, I'm um, trying to pat myself on the back here. Everyone that listens to this be like, man, this guy's a little bit of a narcissist. I'm not mean, a narcissist. You, you, you take you, <laughs> it's it's lessons. I don't say that you know they're victory yeah. lessons because we had a white belt uh when he first started training. Uh no, it was like I think he was like a, a week or two or so. And we're rolling, and you know, he's in my guard, and I'm scooting my hips up towards his hips so i was gonna i was setting up like a hip bump sweep right so he decides to put his hand under my chin and slam me straight down to the mat okay so my head bounced off the mat and i'm just he's laying got a re- he's got a receipt coming toward to him i then, said huh? <laughs> i said oh so we're slamming now so he's like oh man i i, I thought we could do that are you okay? I said, no, I'm fine. Don't worry this about it. Fight the wind. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. So next class, um, I was like, hey, you want to row? And he's like, yeah. And dude, I've never put on a clinic like that before. I mean, granted, he was a white belt, but like, man, yeah. I just, it was just cat and mouse. I was just playing hey. with my food the whole entire time. And then. So that, that's who you have to test. You're supposed to test your technique on white belts and test your survival and skills on the higher you know can i survive oh, yeah. against this brown belt for you know you oh, know yeah. it's it's surviving against the brown belts and black belts and other purple belts against the white belts you're working on your technique oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> and um he we rode i got his back and i cinched in a rear neck choke and he tried to like slide his he tried to slide his hands under so i came across the jawline Mm-hmm. And I just cinched, I just wrenched it in. He was just like tap yeah. tap, and I just kept wrenching. He's like tap 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 tap. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. Now, now we understand why we played nice, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I hate doing that because I don't, I don't yeah. want to seem like that type of person. But sometimes, man, it's like, all right, dude, calm down. Oh, I, <laughs> I, uh, it was a couple years ago. Uh, I think I was still blue belt then. Uh, I was t- talking to Troy after class one day. I was like, man. I said, I, I say the most horrible things whenever I actually get somebody to tap. I mean, I don't say it to that person, but in my head, I say the most horrible things. I was like, I got to stop doing that. And, uh, <laughs> well, to, to, to kind of humble myself, I said, you know what? I, that's, I'm, I'm not, I'm not being, I, I'm, I'm being a bad winner the rare times that I win in my brain. I'm being a good sportsman with the opponent, uh, whoever I'm rolling with from class and all that. Uh, but in my brain, I'm like, I'm being a sore winner. And whenever I do actually get one, I need to change this. So what I started to do, and I feel like it worked, uh, I was like, all right, after class, I'm going to start putting more pride into the dojo. I'm not just going to be one of these guys that, all right, class is over, bow out, go get dressed and walk out the door. Nope, I'm going to stick around. I'm going to grab the, the the sprayer and start spraying or somebody else. I'm going to start mopping floors and I'm just going to start taking some pride and, and, and dojo stuff. So, and now it's like to this day, I'm like, I'm, I'm cleaning after I'm going to help clean up the gym after class. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, you know, this little bit of humility of just 
cleaning up everyone's sweat and stuff. And I, and I'm I feel like I'm not being that sore winner anymore on the the rare times I get somebody to tap. I, I think I'm like I, I appreciate their role more now. So Man, I would I would grab a mop a mop in the heartbeat. I don't, I do not mind cleaning the mats at all. Cause I'm yeah. I'm I'm there, you know, three days out of the week. Sometimes mm-hmm. four. Uh, like last week, I um I had a couple of interviews to do, but we got done. Er- I got done in time. I called one of the uh my training partners. Like, hey, what are you doing around six or seven o'clock? He's like, uh, I don't know. Depends on how this conversation goes. I was like, <laughs> you want to go to the gym? He's like, all right, I see you there. So I know you know rolling with him for a couple hours, man. So yeah, I try to do yeah, as much I- as I, much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, there's a, a couple of the, the cops in our area that have keys to that place. And, uh, they always like, when you, when's your knee better? You know, uh, the one guy's like, you just let me know. We'll, we'll go put in some extra work. I'm like, well, I'm not ready yet. You know, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I, I tell you the other thing that helps with the little, that the coaching aspect, uh, I have suddenly I could, I, 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 I don't, the, the thought of competition for myself has been so, that train left the station a long time ago. And mm-hmm. now it's everything like, man, like uh, last weekend, we had a bunch of kids competing and I'm just like, that's where all my, uh, that's where all my eggs are now. It's, are these kids going to be successful? And our kids are amazing. They show up to these tournaments and just, just put clinics on, uh, on their opponents. And I'm, we have a really solid kids program there. And, and I'm like, I beam with like pride. I'm like, you know what? I think maybe I had something to do with, with those gold medals around their necks. I'm like, I don't know if I did, but, but I feel like I might've had something to do with that. And that makes me really, really happy uh, to see them like, you know, so excited about winning and, and, you know, showing off their medals and, you know, I'm like, yes, that's, that's awesome. You know, that's, yeah, that's awesome. That's very, very awesome. But um, so the I guess I I've, I've deemed it as the talk your jits podcast question because okay I asked this question in one episode in the first season uh-huh. and I never got the chance to hear it. I mean, no, no one got a chance to let me hear it, let it down because it's like, dude, you asked this one question and never asked it again. So I'm making it a point to ask everybody who comes on the show from here on out your top right. three, your top three uh. Uh, roles like who would you like to roll with your top three people um <laughs> i would like to roll with gordon ryan so i could punch him in the nuts or <laughs> stick a finger in his eye or you know just kind of get a cheap shot in on him just because i think somebody uh i i am not a gordon ryan fan um, i i see <laughs> I, I, look i would tell everyone to let your kids watch gordon ryan do jujitsu the second the match is over and they put a mic in his hand, I would say, turn the TV off. You're about to hear trash. Uh, I'm not a fan of him as a human being. I'm sure when the cameras are off, maybe he's a fine person, but uh, I, I don't like the way he portrays himself. Mm. Um, uh, and and maybe, that you know what, the, the younger Sean Corfield would probably think differently, uh, but the, the 47 going on 48-year-old Sean Corfield, uh, not a fan of of that at all. I don't think there's any place for the way he treats his opponents. Uh, I was never a big Conor McGregor fan either. Um, uh, I'm like, go do that stuff in WWE. You know, 
I mm. mean, <laughs> that, that, that I don't need to see you talking like that. It's, especially Conor McGregor. I mean, he only wins like half the time, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of people that talk like that. So, yeah, Gordon Ryan, so I could cheap shot him once or twice. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully he hears this and he comes and hunts me down and he steps foot in our gym. And then everyone will be like, Sean Corfield got Gordon Ryan to come into Weirton BJJ Academy. So, just to punch him in the nuts. Just to punch him in the nuts. <laughs> Look, I told you earlier, it's not like I can hit somebody hard enough to where they're actually going to be hurt. So, I mean. Hey, it's not It's not how hard you hit him. It's where you hit him. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> let's see. Wow. I wish I would have planned, planned it. I, okay. Seriously. Okay. That one was the funny answer. Um I would like to roll. Let's see, Sean Patrick Flannery. Mm, okay. He he is. Uh, do you know who he is? Is that no? That's not the. Is that the guy from um in the UFC? Born Ch- no, no. Okay, he no, no, an no. Actor, Boondog Saints. Uh, he did a movie called uh, Born a Champion. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's yeah. he is a legitimate black belt. Uh, really? That that's what he does. As his hobby um, uh, is acting, his real work is his jujitsu academy in Houston. Uh, so you, so I would like to roll. Doc Saints, I was like, yep, I know who that is. That's one of my I, favorite so movies. I, I would like to roll with him just because I'd like to have a conversation with him. And because yeah, I, I don't know, I, I like his, his, his character as a man. He's uh, uh, the complete opposite of Gordon Ryan. So. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I would like to roll with him because I feel like that would be a, a cool thing. And man, who would be the last one? Uh, we're going for all black belts on this. No, anyone. Um, anyone. Well, no, this this answer might be a black belt because, and it might be a little cliche, but you know, uh, now nah, I won't use that one. Man, who else would I roll with? Anyone. Oh anyone. man. Any rank, any time frame. Oh, I was going to start talking about the bully in high school. I'd like to go find him and give him a good role. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, it, it counts. It's the person you want to, if you could roll with, you will roll with um, him, though. Nah, that would be a waste of my energy. Um, Man, all right, anyone, I'd like to roll with... Uh, I'd like to roll with Joe Biden. Just so I could choke him out. <laughs> Everyone want to choke presidents. That's like the second. At the that's like the second one. Yeah, second second president has been on this list to be choked. <laughs> well, they all probably deserve to be choked. So, uh, but that's know, a different right? type of podcast for a different time. But yeah, uh, that's a different. That's a yeah. that's something different right there, right? That's that, that's I'd, the episode right there. I'd I'd be I'd be a legend for an eternity of being the guy that choked out Joe Biden. <laughs> but uh, now I'm probably, they're probably going to have the secret service knocking on my door any minute. Now, did you really say that on a podcast? Maybe I shouldn't pick him, but uh, I don't know. I was trying to come up with some funny answers for the no, most. Was, was definitely, <laughs> definitely was some good ones. Definitely was some good ones. I think it'd be fun to roll with uh, Eddie Bravo. I think that would be a fun role. Yeah, that'd be a good think- role. Eddie Bravo, I think it's sure. really unique on how 
I, I, I see phases of jujitsu. Like there's the Gracie phase and then, and they, you know, Gracie jujitsu is all over America. It's all over the world. Mm -hmm. uh, but then Eddie Bravo kind of dethroned that whole uh, dynasty and showed that other people could be on top, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, then there's the Andre Galval phase. And uh, that's who's the top of our jujitsu style is Otto's. Uh, mm -hmm. So Otto's, uh, so so Tony Passos is we were under that branch and Armanzani, we're in BJJ Academy. Uh, but uh, Andre Galval, he kind of dominated for a whole decade after the yeah. Eddie Bar Bravo phase. Eddie Bravo phase, and, yep. And and Andre Galval did it with humility and kindness, and you know. And then now we're into the Gordon Ryan cartoon phase. The Danaher, so. the Danaher <laughs> Ryan phase, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, the the rest of the the Danaher <laughs> people, I mean, they're pretty good, but they don't win like Gordon Ryan wins. Uh, I, I will, Gordon Ryan's on a whole nother level. Um, there, you can't deny his jujitsu skill. No, um, I, I just I don't think you have to be that mean about being that good. <laughs> my grandfather always said act like you've been there before that's the type of that's why i get annoyed watching football because i grew up watching football where if you scored a touchdown you handed the ball to the referee and you ran to the sideline you didn't do funny dances you didn't do skits and the, you know act like you've been there before you know so, so they put on a whole kind of, halftime show yeah i mean i'm like it's like wow they put more work into their dance routine at the touchdown thing than they did on the plays to get down the field I know, right? <laughs> so, you don't see hockey players doing that. They just slide down on a knee and, and fist pump or smack the glass, and then they go on, you know? Right. <laughs> Do a lap, and yeah, and but, they're done. Yeah, yeah. Now, if, if Gordon Ryan was in the WWE, I'd love him because I was a big Ric Flair fan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he'll, <laughs> you fit, know? he'll fit right but, in. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the perfect attitude for, for, for that, you mm -hmm. know? But, uh, well, yeah, so I'm probably, uh, people are gonna be like, that guy's a dick. I'm going to start. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can't guy... be, how, how you, how dare you smirch the King Gordon Ryan? So that well, guy on your show said that's... he will punch Ryan in the dick. <laughs> hey, 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 King Gordon Ryan, the court gesture is here, you know, and the court gesture is supposed to, to remind the King that his shit stinks too. I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, maybe one day, maybe one day you'll get your maybe way. one day, maybe one yeah. day. Somebody be like, you wouldn't say that to his face. I must I have enough of a smart ass mouth. Yeah, I'd say it to his face. Yeah, probably, probably. I say some ridiculous things. So because I know you ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> I mean, now, if we were doing a jujitsu match, you'd probably break my arm. But if we saw each other and be like, did you just were you talking bad about me on my he wouldn't do nothing. No, nah. be against the law for him. You know, he got a career to think about i used to be a bartender and uh the pittsburgh kid i can't even think of what his real name is now uh he's a boxer he was in my bar once and he got too drunk i kicked him out and then his entourage like you know who that is and i'm like no it's a pittsburgh kid i'm like i don't care <laughs> I, i'll sue him he's got a lot of money i'll sue him then you know, right. get out of my bar you're done you know <laughs> So it wouldn't be the first time I stood up to a professional fighter. <laughs> <laughs> he would just be the next one. Right, right. He'd just be the next one on the <laughs> list. 
But uh, yeah, man. If you got any questions for me, um, fire away. If you don't, uh, you know, shout out your school. If you got anything coming up, if your school got anything coming up, man, you know, let it be known. And uh, the floor is all yours. Well, um, I don't think I really have some questions. Uh, you know, um, I would do the the, the plugs, I guess. Yeah, uh, plug away. So I got uh. So see this right here? That is the, the Fit logo. Uh, that is my wife's cousin's clothing line. He's trying to compete with the big boys. Uh, okay. he, makes his, he makes his own. Uh, well, he's got shorts, uh, shirts and all that, but his, his signature gimmick is his shorts. They are made in the USA, handmade. Like You can see him posting videos of him involved with actually sewing shorts together and stuff like that. Uh, it's all made in the USA, and uh, and now it's not geared towards uh, jujitsu stuff. Although he did make me two pairs of MMA shorts to wear in competition, um, uh, so I do wear them for class and and whenever I've competed, I, I have worn them for those. Uh, but he they're actually pretty big in the the pickleball community and tennis. Uh, so uh, they're really awesome shorts, and that is at fitwarriors.com. Okay. Uh, P-H-I-T warrior.com. Uh, it's really cool shorts. Uh, they're amazing and they last forever. Uh, they don't tear. They're, but, you know, he's trying to compete with Nike and Reebok and Under Armour. And, and that, that's not an easy world to compete in. Um, uh. the, other, the other thing is uh, my professor, Lou, uh, has a, a BJJ Fanatics instructional called the Buster Guard. Uh, if you just look up Buster Guard on BJJ Fanatics, I'm sure you'd appreciate it. It's not one of those uh, instructionals that'll break the, break the bank either. Though. So uh, it's really good stuff for older people, too, in my opinion, because uh, it, it, it can slow down the fast guys. And, and I look for ways. I like slow-moving jujitsu. Uh, I don't have the fast mus- muscle twitch stuff in me. Uh, that's that that train left the station a long time ago. So I, I like this. <laughs> hey, I'm coming up on a half a century uh, years old here uh, in another couple of years. So, and so I got to do more old man type of stuff. Uh, but yeah, so we got the Buster Guard on BJJ Fanatics and the fitwarrior.com. Awesome shorts. Um, yeah, that's a, uh, that's about it, I think. All right, man. Well, uh, yeah, that's the end of today's episode. I would like to thank Sean again for coming on. Uh, and and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> Sean for coming on. Tell us about his tales experiences with jujitsu. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, please go and follow our Facebook, Instagram, and Facebook page to stay up to date on all future episodes. This has been Talk Your Jits Podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live jujitsu. Have a great day. Yes. Hey, nice talking to you. Yeah, man.